All right, everyone, welcome back to Pause Points Podcast. This is it. This is the official year mark of when we started a year ago, and this is our second annual special edition Oscar cast, where Yay! mainly Chad and Faith will be doing all the talking, but <laughs> I actually have some input this year. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get started, as we usually do, with what we're watching, what we're playing, and Chad, why don't we throw it over to you tonight? Okay, so... Are we so we're just doing Oscars, right? Well, we're we're it doesn't matter whatever you're watching right now. And okay. I do I actually I actually should probably say this we're recording this even though it won't go up until after the Oscars. We're recording this before the Oscars. Yeah, we like wanted, like right before, right? Literally a, a, like an hour and a half, two hours before the Oscars start. We're recording this because we wanted to just kind of get our predictions and our thoughts in before we actually know the results. So people that are listening to it halfway through next week, we are not cheating. If we get any of this stuff right, we're just right. that awesome. Right. So uh, first of all, I want to to make a status update from our last podcast, and I okay. have started the Google Doc of movies I have watched in 2017 Woo! with the, <laughs> the title, the date, if I watched them with somebody, <laughs> because I often do that to people too, where I'm like, Hey, did you see this? And someone says, "Yes, I was with you." And and then I'm also yeah, and then I'm also listing the year the movie came out in case I've watched something from, you know, years back or something like that. So I'm I'm trying to go with our New Year's resolution that we made in the last podcast. I also started that, and I have not updated it probably in the last month. So <laughs> that's something for me to do this week. And, and mine's a Google Doc, so in case I die, you can get to it. Excellent. And, you know, Excellent. be like, this is what Chad Chad was trying to keep this up as as we as we promised that we would do, so that we don't have another year end podcast of oh god, I don't remember what I don't remember what I watched. What's our favorite one? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, I'm still not entirely sure sure how Google Docs work. So you guys have fun with that. I'll it's, just tell I'll just tell Faith everything I watch because chances are I watched it with her. Don't I, worry, you're gonna have to go through the Google, Google Doc education the, training. The, the Google, the Google, <laughs> Google, Google Doc. Google Doc. I don't I don't know That's how right, it works, right. nor do I care. It was like two years ago. I just decided I was giving my entire life to Google, and so I just started saying yes to everything they sent me. Of you should try this. You should try this. How about giving us your bank account? And I've turned everything in my life over to Google, and they tell me it's so much better, and so I'm happy. Well, I I have to brag a little bit. I'm a <laughs> Google certified educator, level Ooh, one. Yeah, nice. So that just I know <laughs> I actually know a lot about Google Docs and the sharing and all the sites. I love making their website. So it's a really it's a really cool tool. You're going to have to teach me how you even do that. It's so, awesome. That sounds great. Easy. I'm going to do educator level two, and then I'll take trainer, and then I can teach you. Oh, I get this. Nice. <laughs> Welcome to Google Cast, everybody. Right, yes, right. Yes. We are not being sponsored. Okay. We are not being sponsored by Google. But if you would like to sponsor us, <laughs> yeah, big fan. Yeah, we are not turning it down, Google. We yeah. know that you can hear us right now. Info at pausepointspodcast.com, Google. <laughs> right. <laughs> Keanu, get the word out there. <laughs> We have our stuff through Squarespace that Google owns. So <laughs> yes, please. So, so come on, Google. We know you can do this. But and, and even though Chad said he was going to pay on the website last time, uh, we actually just got around to paying it this time. So for those of you that actually go to the website, it's actually okay for one more year. Yes. Yay. So we, we are around for <laughs> After three year. warnings <laughs> that it's going to get canceled. Because <laughs> apparently I'm supposed to read those emails. So, <laughs> so anywho. Yeah. So what are we watching, playing? Chad. Okay, so I've I've seen them all now. All of the best picture nominees. All the nominees. best picture nominees, okay. including the one I just finished upstairs half an hour ago. Um, 
And, it, you know, every year, every year there is normally one that I truly think that I will hate. And then it turns out that I really like it. Um, and it happened again this year. That was Fences. Okay. I didn't, I, just from the, the plot stuff, I did not anticipate that it would be one that I liked. And I ended up really, really liking it a lot. And so it and Lion are tied for number two in my book. Um, but my pick for tonight, if I were a voting member of the Academy, and <clears throat> hint, hint, God willing, someday I will be. Um, Captain America Civil War. <laughs> Well, well, you're close. <laughs> I would, I would go with Moonlight. Moonlight okay. to me is is the best overall film in terms of production, um, acting. the The plot was very, very good. It's a pretty emotional movie. Um, it's it's possibly the very first time that I've ever wished that a character could be nominated for an acting award. Because over the course of the film, there's there's three actors that play one character, and and okay. individually, individually they were very good, but probably not up to a, an Academy Award level. But collectively, I think if all three of them could have gotten nominated together, I think that they really would have would have been on par with that. Gotcha. Um, so that's that's my pick for number one. What's what's yours? Well, I have seen four of them. And of the four that I saw, I saw Hidden Figures, Arrival, Manchester by the Sea, and La La Land. I would say my favorite of all of them was Arrival. I really enjoyed... No, I enjoyed Hidden Figures. I was going to say. No, I'm sorry. I think that Hidden Figures was an awesome movie all Mm -hmm. around. So much so that I took the entire upper school that I teach at to go see it. I thought it was a really important film for them to see. I don't this is also think... also the math teacher speaking. Yeah. <laughs> and someone from West Virginia. Yes. I don't think that it's a movie that is going to get Best Picture. Yeah. Just just what the... I, I what love has it. has tended to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's probably one of the better movies I've ever seen. Yeah. I saw it three times so mm-hmm. far in the theater. I wow. really loved it. Um. And I was I was telling Joe earlier I'm thrilled absolutely thrilled that it got nominated for Best Picture because I didn't I didn't anticipate that happening it it didn't look like the kind of film that I thought would um, just given what their history is it's so I was, too happy too uplifting oh absolutely yeah and and, <laughs> and the only one on the list this year that is uplifting in in yeah. any way but you know it won the SAG Best Ensemble it did so. Who knows? Maybe everybody's ready for an uplifting yeah. movie. Yeah. I, but, w- I hope yeah. so. But I don't think I don't think that it's it's winning best picture quality. I don't think it is either. And I think when I when I did my list, <clears throat> I think I it's number six maybe. Okay. I, I mean it's it, and I don't mean that I don't mean that it's low because I didn't think it was a good movie. I think it's a great film. I just think that there were others there were others on the list that are more what I would think of as is true best picture quality that they they were really good. I, I wish it would win best picture. I, I don't think there's a better movie for the times mm-hmm. right now to that's putting across such an awesome message, mm-hmm. especially for young people. For, yeah, for you know young African American and white and Spanish, whatever race you are in this country, that has a message in it about 
um, overcoming everything really that these these women had to go through and still striving for the best and making it happen. Um, I think that's a great message for anybody, regardless of your race or anything like that, though. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a second. I actually want to ask you guys how much you think stuff like that's gonna feed into the Oscars this year. But um, as far as what I've been watching, uh, I've been watching a few Oscar things as well. Uh, we'll talk about uh, in a few minutes. But I also saw Arrival. I was actually really thrilled to watch Arrival. I uh-huh. wanted to go see it in theaters, and by the time I actually got around to saying, "Hey, let's go." find it in theaters let's go watch it it was in like one theater around here and it was like 45 minutes away and then i researched and figured out it was coming out on dvd in like a week so <laughs> we, we just waited um so i like that that was one of those weird um closing the gap movies where it didn't just appeal it was a weird sci-fi movie that appealed to oscar type people mm-hmm because of the pedigree behind it, both in, you know, behind the scenes and, and the depressing through line. Yeah, well. the semi-depressing through line. I think yeah. it actually has a very optimistic message in it as well, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, but it, it it brought people together on both sides of the aisle, mm-hmm. and I don't mean Democrats and Republicans. <laughs> right. I mean genre nerd boys and... Uh, snooty Oscar movie people. Yeah, it, it brought them all together. And humans and aliens. And humans and aliens yeah. and squid people. And <laughs> I, I'm a I am a snooty Oscar person. Yes, there, I freely freely admit that, and and I liked it. It was it was a little hard for me to follow just because in general sci-fi kind of is, and it's one of these sci-fi for me. A lot of times I need to go back and watch it twice, and then I'll, I need to watch that movie. Again. Yeah, yeah, and then I, once I know sort of what's happening then I can watch it a second time and really enjoy it instead of having to think through it so much. Um, and I think I would like it even more. But I, I liked it. I thought it was a good film. I won't get into spoilers at all, but I called everything that was happening like five minutes before it happened. Oh, I, cool. And I don't think it was a very predictable movie, but I I mean, I mean, nailed it. I knew exactly what was happening. I only, I only called one thing in that, I think. But I was really happy that I got like one plot piece that I was able to... To figure out, but I did think the squid people were cool. Yeah, and I don't think that's a spoiler that they're squid people. So no, yeah. I, I like how they projected their language as well. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, so, it um, was neat. I thought there was a cool. Film. It was also very mathy and figuring out a puzzle, which I enjoyed. Right. Um, the other thing that I watched recently that I'm really super excited about, and I was really wanting to see this, and again, shout out Keanu. Hey, Keanu. You want to come on the show and talk about it? We're more than happy to promote. You know, We'll drive all of two people to go see your movie, um, so come on and, <laughs> right. and talk to us. But John Wick Chapter 2, um, one of those rare sequels that I think was either as good of, if not better, than the original. Um, wow, so like The Naked Gun. Oh yeah, of course. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. Um, no, it was it was. I mean, just it's become the pinnacle of action. I think it's it, you know taken took this category a decade ago maybe as being the best action movie in the you know in the business. But then Taken Two came out and everyone was like, oh, that wasn't as good. This is kind of the opposite effect. John Wick Chapter Two was. Just as brutally awesome, if not better, than the original. I actually think it was probably a little better. I think I like this one a little better. I don't know. There's one reason I would like this one better, and I'm not going to give spoilers, but any dog lovers out there, there's a reason I like the second yeah. one better than yeah. the first. I liked it because it delved more into the underground assassin world that he's a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it built on the lore as well as crafting an amazing action movie. It was almost like... 
they're choreographing a bloody gun-filled dance, and it was just, <laughs> it was like singing in the rain for action movie lovers. It was, <laughs> it was outstanding. I'm a big fan of origin stories and like gearing up for battle. Yeah. And I think that is why I like this one a lot because he it showed like where he gets his weapons and his outfits from and it was pretty cool. He just he just has taken on this role he owns fully. It. Like he owns it and he he seriously comes off looking like I mean he's just he he owns it. He he knows what he's doing with these guns. It's like he's been doing it his whole life and, and he practices. I mean there's YouTube yeah. videos out there of him practicing gun fu and, and awesome. everything. Yeah. So it was great. If you haven't seen it go see it. Um and lastly uh, what I'm playing actually right now is Dishonored 2. I'm just getting around to playing that. I was actually telling Chad, I was telling you about mm-hmm. it a little bit last night. Um it, I have a love-hate relationship with this game. I Love to play it. I love the world building. I love the 1800 steampunk vibe, but I hate that it gives me the option to go through the entire game, not killing anyone, not alerting anyone, because of course that's what I try to do, because it's the hardest, most OCD type thing I can do, and uh, I'm enjoying it. But again, that love hate relationship is there. But uh, it's been good. It's been fun so far. So, so I've just been watching a lot of television, uh, catching up on many, many, many shows. I would just like to say I watched The Curse of Oak Island on History Channel. Guys, if you're not going to find anything, stop making the show. I, <laughs> I'm seriously, I have given up, I don't even know how many, I guess 10 hours this year oh, of you wow. guys just sitting around watching stuff come out of a hole. And nothing is ever there other than wood. Wow. And it's not even old wood. A piece of wood? <laughs> That's exactly what happens. They'll pull something out. It's like a button. A button? The narrator is is amazing in that show because no matter what they find, they're like, you know, the brothers go looking in site B. And I only hear it in the background. And they're like, what is that? And one guy's like, it's a piece of wood. And the narrator's a like, piece a piece of, of wood <laughs> in site B? Like, it's something stupendous and amazing. but And it's never anything. It's a piece of wood. They've <laughs> literally not found anything in the three seasons that it's been on. And I keep watching it because I can't look away. It sort of sounds so. like what it would be is if there were a suspenseful narrator for my life. Yes. Like, that, that sounds like <laughs> what, the, what we would be coming up with. Chad trades his car in at the airport. At the airport? airport? You know <laughs> Enterprise Rent-A-Car? Right. <laughs> oh, although, I, I guess I should mention here on the podcast the, oh, yeah. the big, big, big event in my life of acquiring a wonderfully maintained 1985 Chrysler LeBaron Convertible Town & Country Mark Cross Turbo Edition. So... I'm sure that both of our listeners are just so excited <laughs> to, to, to hear this. And to be perfectly honest, probably already are friends with us on Facebook and saw the pictures of me with it. But well, yeah. if not, we can always post a picture of you and your LeBaron on the Pause yes. Points podcast website. And I want you I want you all to look because do a, do a quick Google search and you'll see that if all I really have to do is paint yeah, so the town and country means that it has the wood paneling down the sides right um all i really have to do is paint the rest of the car like a a mint green color and i have myself the car from planes trains and automobiles <laughs> nice. that, that john candy and steve martin set fire to and then drive the burned out shell down the road and so when i drive it around i do think of that a lot which is fun well, I think what we should do officially right here, I haven't mm-hmm. talked to Chad about this at all, but for our Patreon subscribers, if you subscribe, 
$5 or more, and we get 100 of you guys this month, I think Chad should get a full-body car wrap of the Pause Points logo on his vehicle. We, that's what that money will go towards. I can totally do that. Okay, so we'll do that. So 100 or more Patreon subscribers at the $5 mark, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll wrap, we will wrap Chad's that car. entire car in Pause Points logo. I think I just discovered what you should drive in the Memorial Day Parade. I think it should be our Pause Points <laughs> podcast convertible. And we we'll should sit ha- in the back and wave. We should have a float. With, it's like our yes. giant logo that we pull behind the LeBaron. Yes, and uh-huh. we'll podcast going down the parade route. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can totally we'll make, make this, this work. That's a great idea. Podcast going down the parade route. Mm-hmm. We need to come up with a uh, a mascot though. There has to be some tacky mascot in the back throwing candy at children. Well, it'll be our logo that somebody's dressed as, and we call him Pawsey. Oh, just, so just like hands and legs yes. out of the logo. Yeah. It's yes. Pawsey, the Pause Points podcast, and Keanu. Can be sitting in the back of your yes. car doing the, the, oh, like the wave. Like I like this, it <laughs> with a gun in his hand, and everyone can be terrified. <laughs> oh, there are plenty of guns in the Memorial Day parade. <laughs> right. So we can just put them in one of those little tiny cars little that the Shriner cars. Shriners. Yeah, I'm sure nobody would think twice if we had somebody in the back of the car with a gun. I mean, nobody would probably think about that at all. Probably so. not. <laughs> All right, so let's get down to Oscar talk. Mm-hmm. Let's get um, with the program. So we have talked about Best Picture so far because um, Chad has watched all of them. So I'm just going to go through a few of the categories. I have my official Oscar ballot here in front of me. So for Best Actor, mm-hmm. um, what are you thinking? It is Casey Affleck. Andrew Garfield, Ryan Gosling, Viggo Mortensen, and Denzel Washington. I'm going to go with Denzel because mm-hmm. he's had quite the year in all of the other um, yeah and award I, ceremonies. And I tell you what, and I am I am not a Denzel Washington fan in general, but he was really really good in Fences. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that was a very what did he win for last? Um, was it Training Day? Yeah, he won for Training Day, okay. and then he won in it was either eighty nine or ninety for Glory. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. Quick pause. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Training Day, today oh, Bill yeah. Paxton passed away, and he was headlining the TV show Training Day. So we had a little moment to reminisce about him earlier, from Twister to yeah. Apollo thirteen. Um, yeah, I really like Bill just, Paxton. It's just a terrific person. I think everybody in Hollywood really liked him. So it's definitely sad that we had yeah. to say goodbye to him. It, he is seriously, I, I, he was in every single James Cameron movie ever made pretty much. And as sad as it is, game over for him. Um, Bill Paxton fans will know what I mean by that. Um, it, it, it is really strange that I can say that one of my favorite movies, I think, I can say it's one of my favorite movies. I'm not just saying this because he mm-hmm. passed away, but is one of the two movies he directed in his lifetime, um, and is the greatest game ever played. It's a Disney movie with Shia yes. LaBeouf. Yes, he directed that. It was his really? director. Oh wow! And that is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I love um, that film. It, I had no idea that he directed that. Yeah, it, he, that and Frailty, I think, are the only two movies that he directed. And he was recently just on a run of Agents of Shield, I think, last season. So um, he, it will be sad to see him go. But um, you know, obviously, we wish the best to his his family. Yeah, and- I I loved I loved Greatest Game Ever Played. Um, but back to the the uh, actor yeah. category. Um, as good as Denzel Washington was, I'm actually I'm pulling for Casey Affleck. 
Um, he did have a very powerful performance in Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, to be able to have that sustained level of intensity and depression is is I mean because it it's a very downbeat film. It, it was an a hard movie film. to watch. I can't believe you watched it twice. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Seen that one twice now in the theater, and it was it's good, but it's just very it's it's very very downbeat. And I actually I felt like that that he portrays a a person you know a depressed person in a very real life kind of a way they didn't mm-hmm. yeah they didn't try and sugarcoat stuff it was it was all very out there and i liked that um so i'm actually pulling for him because at least and denzel washington's character was intense and very good too but he did you know throughout the film occasionally smile and laugh um you you just didn't see Casey Affleck doing that, no. And so I I am I'm I'm pulling for him in that one. But if Denzel Washington wins, I I don't think that it's unearned. Okay, so moving on to Best Actress, we have Isabel Hubert, Ruth Nega, Natalie Portman, Emma Stone, and Meryl Streep. I am really pulling for Emma Stone on this one. I think. For all of the faults that La La Land had, I think that she played her role very well. And she was very raw and emotional and believable. Yeah. And so I, I hope she gets that. I think she deserves it. She's had a good run um, in Hollywood the past few years. So I think just sometimes they reward the person for just the one performance. But sometimes right. they do look at kind of what's what they've done in the past. So I think that she... Um, definitely deserves that one. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm pulling for her as well. I saw Meryl Streep in Florence Foster Jenkins, and and she was she was good, and it, it was worth a, a nomination. But but this is not this is not one of her roles to get this. I think Emma Stone uh, is really the best of that, and I'd like to see her get it. She's done some very very good films in the last few years. Yeah, Joe, any opinion? You haven't seen any. I know who Meryl Streep is. That's that's good. That's good. That's a good start. I was I was I stepped away for a second. I had to clean all the junk off the dog's paws. And by the way, for those of you who don't know, uh, he had his own pause point. Yeah, I had my pause point. Uh For those of you don't know, um, we have a cookie jar for our dog that is somewhat movie related. I just feel like I have to share with everyone. Uh, Faith made an awesome find with this thing. It's a Tyrannosaurus Rex cookie jar. It looks like just like the Tyrannosaurus from Jurassic Park. So I just wanted to put that out there for everyone. Where can they find that, Faith? Tarche. Bossbitespodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> We're selling Tyrannosaurus Rex cookie jars. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> After you digress. Yes. All right. We have Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Oh my goodness. Why am I doing this? Maher Sahala Ali. Shahala? Jeff Bridges, Lucas Hedges, Dev Patel, and Michael Shannon. Um, mm-hmm. I only saw Lucas Hedges in this one, but I like Dev Patel, so I'm going to root for him. Uh, no, uh, Dev <laughs> Dev Patel Dev Patel was good. His uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out what to say without giving away too much in Lion, which I I really enjoyed. Um, his character has a I don't know. It, it mark when he comes into the film, it sort of marks a point where it 
kind of turns on a dime a little bit. And I thought I thought he did a good job, but it his his character at that part could have had a lot more depth to it. Um, I actually, and I'm not sure how to pronounce his first name. I'm just going to say Mr. Ali. Um, Mahershala? Yeah, I don't, yeah. And I don't want to attempt it and do it wrong, but I, that he would be my pick. He was very good. He was also in Hidden Figures and played oh, a good role. He won, did he win the Golden Globe? Oh, I, I changed my vote. I'm going to vote for him. I think he might have. Was I he the he boyfriend of? Uh, yes, of the Katherine Johnson name? character. Yeah. yeah. What's her name? Somebody help me. Taraji P. Henson? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so he was in that as well and then did Moonlight and he was he was excellent. Okay. Excellent in Moonlight. Again, he's had a good year. Oh, very much so. Excellent. Okay. I changed my vote because I forgot who he was and I really actually enjoy him. <laughs> did you see Nocturnal Animals? No. No, I didn't. Okay. I like Michael Shannon, um, but he was in a Superman movie. That's why. Okay. So that probably has no bearing here. All right. Um, best actress in a supporting role. We have Viola Davis, Naomi Harris, Nicole Kidman, Octavia Spencer, and Michelle Williams. Yikes. Michelle Williams really brought it in uh, Manchester by the Sea when she was in it, but she wasn't in it very much. She, yeah, she wasn't in it very much. The, the, the parts that she was in, especially one particular scene, were very intense and good. But now that I've seen some more of the the roles, I'm, I'm thinking Viola. Oh, I'm I would vote for Viola Davis in a heartbeat. She was, she was amazing in Fences. It's another excellent performance that she's given. I hands down, she should get it. The fi- and again, she's had an excellent year. The five that. minutes of that show. I'm sorry, I thought you were gonna, the five minutes of that show that I just not show movie Fences that I just came in sitting on you watching mm-hmm. upstairs. There was a scene where she was talking to her son. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So uh, her son, I thought the few minutes of the movie I watched was pretty mm-hmm. slow, boring. But I will tell you that there was a take where she was talking emotionally, crying, not crying, getting into some pretty deep stuff for like five minutes, and mm-hmm. it was clearly one take. Yeah. So, And I'm I'm honestly not convinced that she shouldn't have been nominated in the lead actress category to be to be honest but the fact that that she's in this category she absolutely deserves to win yeah and i think that that's kind of weird the way they do lead actress and supporting actress Mm -hmm. it's like it might just be a a category where it would be easier for her to win yeah well and that's like the the timothy hutton thing from ordinary people he was without doubt not only the leading actor in that film but he carried the entire picture Yet he was nominated in the supporting actor category, one, because he was so young. He was in his, like, 20s, and that just seemed to be what you did then. And and they thought it would be easier for him to win. He did win, um, but I think that he could have gone head-to-head with anybody in the lead actor category, too. Did, did we talk lead actress already, or did I miss that? Yeah. We did. Yeah. So no Amy Adams, huh? Nope. Oh, I, I, and just for the record, did she in, case she, in case she ever listens to this... I love Amy Adams with all my heart. I think she's great. But I just, I think Emma Stone, Emma Stone was a bright spot in an otherwise mediocre picture for me with La La Land. So Did she get snubbed or do you think she didn't deserve it for Arrival this year? See, I don't know the movies mm-hmm. that these other ones were in. They weren't in some of the best Yeah, they weren't the movies. ones I saw. So I don't know if it's a, if it's a justified thing leaving her out or, I mean, I, I can't imagine that she got snubbed 
because she's been nominated before. I mean, she's been, um, I think, viewed pretty positively by the the Hollywood scene. Or did the the Academy just decide there's only room for one redhead this year? Well, that could have been. <laughs> well, she also already won an Academy Award for what? For yeah, that's true. That weird one and set in the seventies. Mm. With Christian Bale. American Hustle? Yeah. Yeah, that's American right. Hustle, so. What was that, two years ago? That was like five years ago. That was a five while ago. Five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, really? Wow. Yeah, that was a while ago. Wow. Um, so I don't want to go through every category because that would get really boring for Well, me. that and as we all but know, some of them are I'm meaningless. already falling asleep over here. Here is one I think that Joe and I have seen every nominee in this category. Yes. So, oh, Joe, really? You can... I know where we're going with this. this... Best comic book superhero? <laughs> Best visual effects, and this could be an interesting discussion. Really? So we have Deepwater Horizon, Doctor Strange, The Jungle Book, Kubo and the Two Strings, and Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. We were watching Kubo and the Two Strings, and I didn't let's know a lot going into it. Let's talk about that the animated thing. Don't you want to? Well, well this applies. Okay. Never we're, mind. Yeah, we'll, you're right. we'll go to animated next. You're right. You're right. I didn't know for sure that it was stop motion until after it was over. I didn't think it was. And then after it was over, they kind of broke the fourth wall and showed a little part of it at the very end. And we're like, wait a second. That whole thing was stop motion. It was incredible. And I, I, I just really, really enjoy it. I like the story, um, but I was really impressed with the visual effects. So I don't know if visual effects... I don't know so if that. Ca- I think it's that computer generated going with I don't, the computer. I know, but I don't think I would categorize what happened in Kubo and the Two Strings as visual effects. No, but I think they're talking about putting it all together because they did have to add backgrounds. No, I get and that. Some visuals to it. It wasn't just all. I get that, but I can't help but wonder if they threw that into that category because they don't think it's going to win for best animated. But we'll we'll talk about that. See, in a minute, I, guess. I always get really excited when an animated film gets nominated and wins something in the the mainstream type categories because I do think that that really shows that okay because yeah and it's not that there's not quality but often we completely segregate out the animated stuff into just its categories and think okay this is this is it so when it when something bridges that gap I like it and if something can win in one of the other categories, I think it speaks very highly to the quality of what they've done. This this is the category that probably ticks me off the most every year, though. Because I will tell you what I think should clearly win, and that's Doctor Strange. I didn't think it was the best movie of the year. I didn't think it was the best Marvel movie. It's still fun. But the visuals in that movie... They're mind-bending. I mean, they are. Really? it is known for that, if not anything else. Think, think of looking through a kaleidoscope, mm-hmm. but there are people fighting in the middle of it. Um, That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, this stuff. They get away with that visually in there. That's what I think should win. What I think will win is either Jungle Book or Deepwater Horizon because they have what is seemingly the least amount of visual effects in them, mm-hmm. but they're more Oscar type movies. Okay. Um and, and I think I think Jungle Book I I just think that it got huge great reviews last year. The cast was awesome. And it I mean it was basically the cast was very Oscar all friendly. visual effects. Yeah. The whole movie. So But still it's still I don't know and, and I'm not saying this just to to crap on the Oscars or the Academy, but I I, fe- I would not be surprised if something like Deepwater Horizon won. Um I remember I'll I'll never forget the year that like something came out like uh it was the year that there were two things for visual effects and one of them was like 
Um, what was that Bollywood movie with Dev Patel? Oh, Mil- Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog. It was like Slumdog Millionaire for visual effects and Transformers. And like, if you've ever seen Transformers of its time, the moving parts and the things that they had to do to create the mm-hmm. technology they had to come up with to create those transformations of those cars and the robot. I mean, hands down, that was easy. And like something like Slumdog Millionaire. One. Yeah. Like it was just clearly a, a, a snub of epic proportions. And that always seems to be the case with the visual effects category. So again, I think Dr. Strange should win Jungle Book or Deepwater Horizon probably will. Okay. So let's move on to animated feature film. Yeah, it's a good segue. That was a, where you wanted to go. Kubo and the Two Strings. Moana, My Life as a Zucchini, The Red Turtle, The Red Turtle, and Zootopia. Turtle, turtle. It, none of which I have seen, so I'm going to throw that one to you guys. Yeah, we. Um, I've seen two of them. Zootopia. I like the story of Zootopia because it was like a, a whodunit, but I don't think that it was the best Disney movie that's ever come out. I wasn't crazy about it. And then, but I loved Kubo and the Two Strings. Now, I've heard good things about Moana. I just haven't had a chance to see it yet. I think it's time for someone other than Disney and Pixar to take this category. And I think if ever there was a year for someone else to take it, um, the film company, uh, I know it's Focus, but Latika, is that how you say the production company? Laika or Laika? Yeah. A-I-K-A. Is it? Okay. Well, what, whatever the name of the production company is that does the movies like Coraline, Paranorman, and Kubo and the Two Strings, not a big, I wasn't as big a fan as Paranorman, but I also watched it after Kubo and the Two Strings. I was completely and utterly entranced with Kubo and the Two Strings for the hour and a half that was on the screen. Um, not only that, it gave a great message, great performances by the voice actors, and I thought that coming out of my first viewing of it when I thought it was all computer generated made to look like stop motion. The fact that that team spent the last, gosh, what, three, four, five years Mm -hmm. putting that together frame by frame, piece by piece, the thing they're able to do with stop motion technically on that movie, just on that basis alone and the uniqueness of it, um, I I would vote for them hands down. But I'm afraid Moana is probably going to take it or something weird like my life is a zucchini. So, but I really hope Kubo gets it because I think I do love zucchinis. (laughs) Yes, it it looks so weird. If you've seen the preview for that movie, it looks so strange. Um, it's like the the one year that 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 weird uh movie that was animated was nominated for animated picture. It was like Anomalisia or something like that. It was. It was yeah, rated Anom- R. It was like Anomalasia or something. Like I that. forget what it's called, but it was really weird, and I was afraid it was going to win. It didn't, but um, I think Moana, Moana is really perky, really happy Disney movie, and My Life as a Zucchini is very artsy kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's cheery as well, but I think Kubo and the Two, two Strings bridge those gaps and and create a pretty awesome animation cool. sandwich. I'm glad. I'm glad Ooh. that there's. I'm glad there's any category that has some. Yeah. Some happiness in it, too, because let me tell you, best picture this year. Woo. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to do two more categories. Uh, best original song. What are you thinking, Chad? We've got Audition from La La Land, Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls, City of Stars from La La Land, The Empty Chair from Jim, The James Foley Story, and How Far I'll Go from Moana. I'm voting for City of Stars. It got stuck in my head and would not come out. I mean, it's still I still come back to it. It's a beautiful melody. Yeah, I'm going to go with City of Stars, too. Although, to me, that wasn't the one that should have been nominated from La La Land. It should have been that one at the beginning. Another, is it Another Day of Sun, 
But the one at the very beginning. Yeah, the when big showstopper piece. Yeah, that was, was the best song in the whole thing. And that was probably the most that I liked the picture was that <laughs> opening, opening scene. scene. But, but I, I mean, City of Stars was good. I just felt like they nominated the wrong one. But I almost feel like it would be a, a crime for a song from the first original movie musical in decades to not win that category. Yeah. So I am going to, as, as much as I thought La La Land was pretty mediocre i am gonna i'm definitely pulling for it in this category just like i'm pulling for emma stone gotcha and then i just wanted to um jump over to best directing um we got dennis v from arrival because i can't pronounce his last name mel gibson for hacksaw ridge damien chazelle from la la land kenneth lonergan from manchester by the sea and barry jenkins moonlight the the director of Arrival also directed Sicario, if you guys didn't know that. So that's the other big movie he's done. This was a huge departure from that because as much as that was a mm-hmm. very low key, very dry, you know, kind of basic, you know, spy craft fare uh, that that really didn't have anything too exciting about it. This was a big departure from that. So this is another category where I wouldn't be upset if La La Land won it. Because I thought that the the direction of that, the cinematography, some of that stuff was pretty good. My issues with La La Land were basically the plot. <laughs> that I just thought the plot was weak. Um, and they it was a little busy with stuff. But I, I thought the direction of it was pretty good. So if it won this category, I would not be terribly upset. If it wins Best Picture, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah, I'd be okay if this is where they gave the big win to La La Land. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, looking back, historically, because it, it's it's up there with a huge number of nominations, that, that in the past has not always been a, a sign of success on Oscar night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, lots of times the ones that have gotten the most nominations have not walked away with the most wins mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. But, I mean, it, and there's some, and sometimes they've still won the big ones, but... Um, so maybe maybe its real success can just be that it got a bunch of nominations and people recognized it was something. I don't know what yet, but it was something. So, and my other thing with La La Land that I'll say that I, I want to be positive about is I would love to see it be the catalyst for more original movie musicals. I think Absolutely. That's, yeah, I think that's a mm-hmm. cool genre to bring back. I think everyone was hoping it would be. Like, yeah. It would be the the new era like of Singing in the Rain and Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'd love to see that myself because you, you still watch those type of movies from back in the fifties and they don't make stuff like that anymore. No, like, absolutely. At all. So even though the fact that this wasn't the best film ever made, it, that it's still can't you know, historically it can be great for bringing it bringing it back. I would love to see more original movie musicals made and I would just like to see them be better than La La Land. Yeah, and I really hope that the guy gets it for Best Director because he... Didn't he write it as well? Oh, did he? Let me check here really quick. Talk amongst yourselves. Fact checker. <laughs> I can do Jeopardy music. You want me to do Jeopardy music? Oh, I've started playing Jeopardy on my Amazon Echo at night. I'm not really sure... Fun. I'm not sure. I feel like he did write it and direct it. I'm not 100% positive. But, I mean, it was one person's baby writing all of, all of the plot, the music, and they, they had really yeah. great choreographers come in and do everything. So I think that it had a lot of quality behind it. 
Mm-hmm. So I would like to see them. Give yeah, I mean, he worked. He worked very hard at a mediocre film, and I think he needs some some recognition there. Well, let's talk <laughs> about this for a second, because Chad, you didn't think it was all that great, and Faith, you loved it, right? I enjoyed it quite a bit. I was not a huge fan of the ending. Yeah, the ending sucked. Yeah, I mean, you go you go into a bit this big movie musical and you think you're gonna come out with like feeling great and wanting to dance down the streets and you you don't quite so um i think that at the beginning there was a lead up to a certain point that i really liked it and then it just kind of went and then it it was like oh i we want to be an oscar movie instead so let's make it a little depressing yeah like i I, again i walked out or i wanted to walk out like humming songs and feeling real happy and instead i walked out just kind of half ticked off and mad that i was gonna have to pay tolls on the toll road when i left yeah i mean i think city of stars if you listen to that that pretty much captures the feeling of the movie city of stars it's just kind of like yeah so we know for us completely captured it so for us to win an oscar what we're we're gonna have to write a screenplay and we need to think of the most depressing plot we can ever come up with you mean us the three of us oh yes oh so we're making a movie now oh i thought that Did was you, implied well i, mean, I didn't you I, I think we should start small i, I will like have a, an the oscar before first. i die i'd love to win one not above stealing one so <laughs> we have a better chance stealing one probably <laughs> right <laughs> or if anybody wants to just give us one that you're just kind of sick of seeing five on your mantle we'll take one yeah does keanu have one Keanu, mail your uh, mail your Oscar to Pause Points. As much as I love <laughs> yeah. Keanu, I'm not sure he has an Oscar yet. I think he does. Yeah, but someday. I do have. Someday. I have a friend who has two Emmys that he's won, and so he's very nice. Whenever I whenever I visit, he lets me hold them. How how Keanu did not win an Oscar for The Lake House? I don't know. I yeah. I I think that I may have been one of I five. Love that movie. I was going to say I, I may it. be one of five people that loved The Lake House, and and I watched it. it. Oh, we own it. Yeah. Oh, do you? It, oh, wait, I'm I think I bought it actually. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was very nice because I watched it in the theater with our friend Sheila, mm-hmm. and we were the only two people in the theater. And so it enabled me to actually stand up and like cheer at times. And, <laughs> and I, there, I probably gave it the biggest reaction of people in the country, but I did like it. Nice. And yeah. Our students go to Chicago every year. I'm going to make them watch that on the bus ride to Chicago. It's a great idea. I'm taking those kids to Chicago as well. So, yeah, the Lake House, I remember when that came out, and uh, you're you're standing up and cheering in the theater was like my experience with um, The Count of Monte Cristo. It was just me and like two other people. Oh, that's cool. I love that movie. That's so good. Anywho, well, we need to wrap up Mm -hmm. because we have some Oscar guests coming for, I think it's our ninth year of having an oscar we skipped party. a couple years yeah but overall i think there, there's it's been nine years since we started we had a couple years we didn't do it because of moving and stuff so we're really excited we have people bring themed food to each tell, tell them what we're doing and then tell them what is in the the basket that people can win yeah okay so i have hops farms um veggie pizza from zootopia i also have hidden fig bars we will Which are Fig Newtons. Yes. We will have blue milkshakes for Rogue One, Star Wars Story, and some peanuts for Sully. And in our movie basket, we always have some fun items for all of the nominated movies. Don't forget Kubo and the Two String Cheese. 
Yes, that was one of my late additions there. Um, I think I have a friend that's bringing a cheese ball shaped like a lion head. So that should be pretty cool. Which is great. Um, but we do a gift basket where we put in little items for every nominated picture. And we actually have a hacksaw in our movie bis- gift basket this year. Most dangerous gift basket ever. <laughs> uh, we have some uh, highlights magazine for hidden figures because you got to find all the hidden figures in there. What else do we have? I'm, I'm uh, animal crackers for lions right. so just things like that we like to throw it oh my together. favorite was the one that i thought up which was a bottle of voss and a bottle of red devil hot sauce which i said we can put together and make it for hell on high water yep oh and we have a little um dry erase board for her arrival yeah so i think i should write human on that maybe yeah but that's um, what we do every year i did want to address one quick thing before we wrapped up and this was a debate that i don't know if i missed did we talk best picture who we thought was going to win and who deserved to win did we even go over best picture we did that was yeah. the first thing we did that okay. was the first thing we did Did i have a stroke or something i don't think you were what here. happened oh okay i mean you did drool a lot oh i well what <laughs> i might have, i might have blacked out there for right. a second i went to the upside down um <laughs> stranger things reference for those who don't know um Chad, have you watched Stranger Things yet? No. Come on, dude. Oh Get on the train. Goodness. It is so nostalgic. <laughs> Get on the train. Why, why didn't we not watch that last night? With you, like eight hours, we could have gotten the whole right. thing done. Because I didn't get here till eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, what I wanted to talk really quick is, wh- what did you guys say you thought would win for Best Picture? Oh, I. And what do you think should win? Let's. I, I'm sorry yeah, for I repeating mean, I, ourselves. I'm hoping Moonlight wins. And I think either it or La La Land will. I think that's going to be the the race tonight for the big one is between those two. Okay, so I guess, what did you think, Faith? Um, I think that probably Moonlight, I've heard so many great things about it, and it's done really well the awards season, so I'm going to say Moonlight. So do you think, here's my philosophical question of the podcast, do you think that Fences or hidden figures have any chance of taking the cake? And how much do you think the national climate and the Oscars so white might tie into that as, I don't want to say a diversity choice. I'm not trying to be mean there, but what I'm saying is, do you think that might factor into it, especially seeing how hidden figures is such a, a, an inspirational movie for, for, People of any race, yeah. uh, quite honestly, but but how relevant that might be with what's going on in the country right now. Do you think that has an extra kick to get it over the line? Either one of those movies? I, I honestly don't think so. I no. mean, I, I think that that... Because we, we talked about it last year about the, the Oscars so white thing and some of that kind of stuff. Um, and to me, I think I think Hollywood responded by, by putting out some you know, much better films featuring African-American actors this year. Um, so I, I don't think that there's going to be, I don't think people are going to vote just for that. I mean, I think Fences, Hidden Figures were, were wonderful films. Um, well, and, well, and Moonlight, I would put Moonlight in the, the category too, because it's, it's about um, African-Americans as well. I, I think Moonlight's going to win on its merits. Okay, I didn't know that. Then I would say for sure then Yeah, I, I think I think Moonlight will win on its merits. I don't think that there's anything 
I don't think people are going to vote for it because of race. I think they're going to vote for it because it's hands down the best film. I mean, we'd all like to say that that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but I think whether people are aware of it or not, that does happen yeah. in some way. And I think they, I mean, a lot of the Oscar voters were pretty mad about that last year that they mm-hmm. were being portrayed in that way. So, and, well, they, they uprooted the Academy and threw in its own diversity there. So on that mm-hmm. note, that's kind of also why I asked. Yeah. Does it have a better chance based on that, the fact that we do have African-American pictures, a focus pictures that mm-hmm. are out right now, and, and just like I said, the current climate in the country as well. I wasn't sure if you thought any of those three things would feed into the Oscars enough to affect the decision from the Academy about who wins some of these categories. I think also the way they do Best Picture, it's not just you th- the majority wins. They have this whole system of the the one that was in last place. If it if it gets last place, all of its votes then are recounted to shuffle into mm. the best picture. So it's like everybody's vote counts for best picture mm-hmm. depending on where you put it in line. So I think that it is a true representation of what people want best picture to be, and I think it has less chance of splitting a vote that way statistically. That that makes sense. Well, well, here's well, well, before, oh sorry yeah before we end I have to I have to give a a couple little shout outs here because it's this has been several years now that I vow that I'll watch them all before the Oscars, um, and that's that's normally not a task I can do just by myself. So I want to thank this year's crew of people that have watched films with me. Uh, my friend Sheila, who, thank God, also thought La La Land was mediocre because there's nothing like walking out of a film when I hate it and somebody else loves it. It makes for a very, very interesting car ride home. <laughs> um, and and my friend Chris, who was nice enough to open up his his apartment in Raleigh, and we did a massive best picture nominee weekend. I remember you Facebooking about that. Yeah, so yeah, uh, Chris and Alina and I watched four best picture nominees in one weekend and then we also threw in an old Italian film from about 10 years ago and I watched The French Connection. Um so that I, we did nothing that weekend other than movies. Um and then also uh my friend Paul who didn't watch any films with me this year but he is my He's my Oscar and Academy person. And Oscar has buddy. Been, has, yeah, has been for years and has actually been texting me the whole time that we've been recording the <laughs> podcast because he just got home from watching Lion. So now he's seen them all too. So we've been comparing notes and predictions and things like that. He's He has a degree in philosophy. So he he goes deep. When oh, it wow. gets Oh, when it goes to movies, he gets very, very deep with the characters and all of that kind of stuff too. So he's a wonderful person to have a movie discussion with. Well, so. that's awesome. I feel like if we don't stop soon, Faith is going to start giving yeah. us playing, playing us off music. Uh, Cause your, yes. your, your thank you speech is going on. Too that's long. right. Um, so here's hoping that the Oscars are awesome. If you guys are having Oscar parties out there, uh, keep it safe, keep it fun. And hopefully we won't get nothing but political speeches tonight. Um, hopefully if we, we can do. Just, I hope they're at least fun. I, I hope we can en- enjoy our movies and, and, and forget about everything else that's going on right now. So, yep. so, uh, Keep in touch with us at pausepointspodcast.com. Please email us, write to us, uh, check out our Facebook page as well. Tweet out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I Twitter now. Yeah, well, oh, nice. I was going to say, we Good should job. probably try to make a concerted effort to put out a message on Facebook and Twitter and be live tweeting slash Facebooking yeah. tonight. Yeah, so I Twitter now. I'm not really good at it, and I don't know I, exactly 
how to twit and who's reading my twits, but I'm not really, <laughs> but I'm trying very hard. And apparently I'm like liking people and other people. Do we, do we have to bleep that out? And other people like, <laughs> and other people seem to like me. And I've been getting Twitter updates from the Academy because I Twittered them. And so they've been sending things along okay, too. They're, so. they're going to, they're going nice. to send out a cease and desist or a, yeah, so I, yeah. So we, we need to stop so, saying we're Twittering. Yeah. In the Academy. But, but listeners should Twitter us because I Twitter now. <laughs> We're desperate for attention, clearly. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and keep it paused right here.